Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. Um, <laughs> okay, so before we pressed record on this podcast, Deep T and I were talking about slow burn relationships. Like, <laughs> and I think we have different, different definitions. Like a slow burn yes. to me is when two people are like they they got over the initial attraction and they're just like slowly building this emotional connection but you think it's something different yeah i mean a burn is like you're you're burning the bridge almost like so it's like a slow burn so you slowly start to ghost a little you start to talk less and less and less and you slowly burn the bridge and you're like goodbye <laughs> that's how i think about it is that not i think that's right No, I think it's my definition. I think it's when two people or like two people in a relationship, they're like, they're burning for each other. No, it's, it means like a candle, like a slow burn, which means it just builds steadily over time. Okay. The fact that you just said a candle, think about it. It's slowly burning away. That's what that's what it means. It's slowly burning into dissipation. Wait, wait let me let me Google this. Okay, define <laughs> slow burn. Well, I don't think Google is always has the right answers. Oh my gosh! So Google says slow burn is a state of slowly mounting anger or or annoyance. <laughs> See, makes wait, sense. Wait, hold on. Define slow burn in love. Look at an Urban okay. Dictionary. Oh, I don't know if there's Urban Dictionary for this, but. This source, Book Riot, says a slow burn is when romantic attraction between characters builds slowly over the course of a novel or series. Slow burns can appear in all kinds of fictions, but romance is renowned for. Okay, that was that was too much info, but (laughs) I feel like my um, definition is correct. But do you like do you like slow burns or like this immediate like the fireworks attraction? Sometimes I feel like when you have the firework attraction, it dissipates over time, but it's like very intense and heavy. Um, and sometimes it stays. I don't know. But I sometimes I I like more of a gradual thing. Like just because I'm an Aquarius, I don't get like very I get attached you're but an Aquarius. When it, no, seriously, my Aquarius traits, like I don't like to get attached too quickly, but when I do, it, it it takes time for me. Like I love when a friendship turns into a love. Like I love that stuff because you I already know the person, you know? Well, what about you? I think you I like, like a hot and heavy right away. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I don't. Well, yes, but I was telling you there was a guy I dated in the past and on date one, I hated him. Like I hated how he looked. <laughs> I hated his mannerism. I hated our conversation, but he was a friend of a friend. So I was like, I feel like I have to give him at least like two more chances. Mm-hmm. So we went on two more dates. And by the end of the third date, I was like, let me be the mother of your children. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That escalated really I was quickly. Like, I am so in love with you. I think you are the hottest man I've ever met. And I think your personality is so bomb. And I, I just didn't know what, what happened. But the yeah. crazy thing is, is he was so into me on date one. And then by date three, he was just like not feeling it. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's what I hate when men spark the interest in you. And you're like, I don't really want to. But then they're like very adamant about it. And then you start to go on dates and do things. And then the the it switches and they're like, man, I don't really care anymore. And you're like, I, you made me like you. And now you just want to like run. You want to slow burn now? Like, I'm like, absolutely um, not. I know. I know. But I'm also guilty of doing that too, where yeah. I will be actually like really aggressive about a guy and be like, please. Or no, I won't say that, but I'll be like, okay, like, I'll be like, Let's go out. Yeah. And then I can tell they like aren't really into it in the beginning. But by day, like by date three or four, I'm like, I got you. Yeah. Maybe, and then I kind of let them go. You know what it is? Maybe it's the the fun of the chase. I, I actually truly think that it's really fun when someone not this is terrible of me to say, but like someone who's like hard to get. I'm like, ooh, I know I can get you. <laughs> but then when you get them, you're like, OK, well, this is this has been fun. But <laughs> Yeah, that's this is why this is why I do think most of the time like love is blind because I think I go for guys because I like how they look physically. Yes. And then I get to know them and I was like, oh, it's not a fit. And then but when I 
really like a guy for their like personality and character, that's when it's like, oh my god, It gets gosh. become real. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I'm like stuck. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to be like my husband. And then he's Yes. Like, I know. And then it's like the <laughs> average looking guys are actually the best ones because they have the most amazing personality and they're so funny and like, because they don't like, there's no ego. You know what I mean? They're just like. Yeah. I don't know. That's my biggest deal breaker. If a guy shows off, if he is like boastful, ooh, I'm out. I feel like that mm-hmm. says so much about a person. I even said that for like Love is Blind. Like we had little taglines when they announced, you know, our season's cast. And mm-hmm. mine was like, I think like, I don't like men who are boastful. Yes. Or that's Actually, my deal breaker. You're right. Actually, I, I've noticed that about you. You hate when men are like that, when they come up to you and they're like impressing you and you're like, I'm not impressed whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you insecure man. <laughs> Even if they're like, well, I work in the finance industry. I'm like, next. <laughs> Anything. You're like, been like there. <laughs> Anything they try to like do as a little show off, even though if it's like as small as it can be, I'm like, no, no. The moment you do it, I'm out. Yeah. Well, there's a way to do it subtly and like not boastful and just be like, yeah, this is what, you know, what I did. I like to do that. (laughs) But like in a fun way. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) I know I was going to say. So really fun Something that we did last week is we met Zach and Bliss from season four. They were in Chicago. So we ended up getting drinks with them. Um, She was in town for her sister's graduation. And um, it was so fun. We didn't post like about it. So I don't think anyone knows that we met up with them. But we're trying to keep it like very chill and kind of um, one thing I really hate, which is weird because obviously we're on social media. Um is I don't like when people take like pictures during dinners or like drinks mm-hmm. or like an outing. So, um, yeah. And it was great with Zach and bliss because honestly, I feel like we could have talked to them for hours and hours longer and they were just so easy to chat with, but, uh, we completely forgot to even take pictures until the very end. We're like, Oh, should we get like a quick selfie yeah. really quickly right before our Ubers got yeah. there? And we're like, Oh yeah, I forgot. That's when you know you're having a good time is like, you don't yeah. have to try to fill the space with whatever else. But one thing I'll say about them is they are very different than they come off on camera. Like they're very much like they're more similar than I think they come off on the show. Mm -hmm. They're like so loving towards each other. They're like big talkers. They're very like charismatic in person. Actually they were on the show, but I think even more in real life. And so Mm -hmm. it's crazy how like different people are. Yeah. Like on the show versus like when you meet them. And I'd say they're kind of one of those couples where you could see how they really, really fell in love and clicked. And even the way they talk, it's very like integrated. Um, mm-hmm. They like finish each other's sentences and things like that. Yeah. And it's very cute. But um, they're very yeah, much like in the honeymoon it. stage, right? Still, you can tell. Yeah. Like, and and they just love her. Yeah. They, they seem like they're like these like really like honeymoony lovers. And I love yeah. that. Yeah, they're really cute. That was a fun time, actually. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we have a pretty lengthy episode coming up, so you want to get into some Love is Blind news? Yes. What's even happening in Love is Blind news? Let me know. I mean, really nothing. Um, I did <laughs> like a quick Google search, but I thought this was really cute. Season four's Paul, who was engaged to Micah, revealed his girlfriend a few weeks back on his Instagram stories. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And she's really pretty. She's really cute. Um, seems like a nice girl. I mean, from the first views of things. <laughs> DT, I feel like did a little creep on her. But according to People <laughs> Magazine, her name is Geneva Dunham. She's not a reality TV contestant. I feel like they probably met, you know, not dating in the reality so. TV world. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. knows? But yeah, to your point, she's very, very pretty. Um, yeah. I'm really happy for him because his and Micah's like relationship was kind of messy post-show, like Mm -hmm. how they're kind of going after each other at the reunion a little bit. And then some things that they said, you know, um, about each other in uh, the media. And Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of happy because it sounds like, you know, things with him and Micah are done and he's moving on and I'm sure she's moving on too. Yeah. It's, It's interesting because I was surprised that he did like such a hard launch right away. And like they huh. even posted a po- like a collab post together, and I was like, oh, "Wow, I, didn't see that. I think so." 
I'm pretty sure they did. And I was like, wow, this is, it must be serious, you know, because you know how it is with us too. Like we're very careful on, um, if we're dating somebody not to really post them until we know for sure. So must be, must be, I know I'm happy for Paul too. It's sweet. Yeah. So we're happy for mm-hmm. Paul and, um, and his new romance. So we're curious mm-hmm. to see where it goes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Another piece of news that I thought was interesting is Bartiz from season three, who was engaged to Nancy on his season, revealed in April that he was the father of a baby boy. We already talked about that on his podcast, but he finally clarified the timeline of when his son was conceived on his new podcast, Talker. Mm -hmm. Um, So he said, quote, I filmed Love is Mind. I actually had a whole relationship between filming Love is Mind and Perfect Match. Filmed Perfect Match, came back, conceived a son, Perfect match had not been out yet, had not aired. So I knew if I were going to make the announcement that I had a son before perfect match aired, it's going to make no sense to anybody, end quote. Hmm. So interesting. It What he's saying is that his son was conceived after perfect match, right. after it filmed. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he also said that he is not with his baby mama and that he's going to mm-hmm. keep them private like he's going to respect their privacy so he will never reveal her name mm-hmm. um and then just last tuesday he revealed that he had a new girlfriend via his instagram stories so a fan asked in a instagram q a if he's looking to settle down and he said i'm very settled down with my gf posted a photo didn't tag the woman but um i think we could safely say that Artis has a girlfriend so wow is there yeah. love in the air <laughs> For for these two, for, for Bartiz and Paul, yeah, not for us. We are talking about, you know, body image on um, this episode. So trigger warning, we will be talking about eating disorders um, and how we viewed our bodies in negative ways. And so we just wanted to um, say that before we continued. Yeah. And then um, also to preface this episode by saying, you know, Natalie and I are going to be talking about our personal experiences and, you know, we are no way experts on this topic, but we just wanted to share, you know, what we went through um, growing up and how we deal with it today. And for me personally, I just wanted to say I've never been clinically diagnosed with eating disorders, but knowing what I know now and the behaviors that I exhibited from back in that time, I know that it's consistent to the eating disorders that we'll be talking about today. So... Okay, so we told you guys through our Instagram page that we were doing this episode on body image. So we're going to answer your questions, um, at least the most asked questions. So we are um, really excited that pretty much your questions are going to guide this this episode for us. Yeah. Um, so first question, Deep D. Yeah. Growing up, what was your relationship like with your body? Um, it was... It was a tough one because I was definitely more overweight than the kids around me. And for me, because I moved from India to America at a young age, it was already tough for me to fit in. And having that on top of everything else was really hard, especially when I hit puberty. Um, I started to notice that the girls around me looked way different than me. They were very like thin and had like very beautiful features and I was like not growing into myself yet. So for me, especially because I started having crushes on boys too, it was really tough because I was like, wow, like anytime I looked in the mirror or thought about myself, it was very negative. Like I just hated being in my body and like I wanted to crawl out of my skin at a young age, which is so hard because you want to love yourself, but it just was really hard for me. Yeah, I feel like it was similar for me, especially in high school. Growing up, like in middle school, I was actually super confident. Um, I was like a very thin kid. I was very popular. And then puberty hit and then my body started changing. Um, And I just got all these stretch marks because I had grown and my body had changed so much from puberty. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was... I don't know. I just remember being like very self-conscious about them. I remember comparing myself, especially in high school to like my friends who were very like thin and and just always looking down on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do remember, especially in high school, I think just being really hard on myself and then mm-hmm. wanting to lose weight, which is how I fell into 
these disordered eating patterns of just mm-hmm. restricting my calories. Um, and then uh, that I continued that on um, throughout college. And then I developed binge eating tendencies from, you know, my body just being really hungry from restricting so much. Mm-hmm. And then I started purging using laxatives and I was just in this vicious cycle, but it all came down to because my body confidence was based on how thin I was. Yes, or, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's just, I remember just being so obsessed with how my body looked and, yeah. and that's what really caused, you know, my eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was, I think because my parents were so strict growing up, I had like a nine o'clock curfew and I just like needed to fill my time with something because otherwise I was constantly thinking about how I'm missing out on these special moments with my friends that I wasn't able to attend to. And so um, I think it was like partly boredom, but also like I just found comfort in food. And so I started binging a lot. Like I would literally eat anything in sight. And I'm sure you felt similarly to this is your mind just shuts off and your body just takes over and you're just like consuming, consuming, consuming without any control. And so um, that's when I started to realize that I was gaining a lot more weight. And so what I would do is I started to, um, you know, I developed bulimia, you know, in early high school. because I felt so guilty about how much I would binge that I had to do something. And I think it was kind of like a release for me. And it was really tough because none of what I was doing was helping me love myself more or love my body more in any way. In fact, I hated it more. So it was interesting that I was in this vicious cycle that really didn't help anything. And so I was just kind of like numb and I wasn't thinking about what I was doing. I was just doing it if that makes sense. Um, but yeah. that it was really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, because you were also getting bullied. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. It was really tough because the one thing that I was really insecure about, which is my body, I was getting uh, bullied over it. And so I would literally, I remember in classrooms, I would always have this like really giant sweatshirt that I would wear. And if I was sitting in the front of the class and I hated it, even though no one was probably looking at me, I just felt so self-conscious. I was like, oh my gosh, like people can see me. I would be scared to even like go into my backpack next to me to pick up pencils and stuff. Cause I'm like, if any movement happens, like people can see you. And so I really hid myself so much. And it's weird because like I wasn't doing anything properly to lose the weight or feel better about myself. I was just continuing this binge purge cycle for some reason. I don't know. It was kind of wild. But it wasn't until later, um, my senior year of high school, for some reason, something just clicked in my brain. And I was like, I cannot continue on this way. And I, I just had a fear that like, I think I was just like developing my my mindset more and like kind of becoming more of an adult, realizing I cannot continue this behavior, especially when college is around the corner. Like I have to change. I started to control my eating I started to work uh, work out more, and um, that really that really helped me feel good about myself. And I started to see the correlation between doing all the right things and uh, feeling good about my body and how it looked and how it felt. So, uh, how would you say that you like recovered and built your uh, self confidence back up? Yeah, for me, I I think that since I was stuck in this like vicious cycle of restricting my calories, um, binging and then purging. Um, I, I think it was similar like you where it's something like clicked and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And so I read about intuitive eating and like part of intuitive eating is not seeing foods as good or bad. Cause that's what I did when I was restricting. I was like, I can't eat this thing cause it has too many calories. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of getting rid of that mindset, but also allowing me to eat when I was hungry, um, eat whatever I want to eat pretty much. Um, and, and really stop when I was full. And that took a while. Like I was still like binging while I was trying to practice intuitive eating until it got to a point mm-hmm. where, um, you know, my binges, uh, like the frequency became less and less. Um, I think it also really helped that in college, I had friends now who, 
whose bodies were of different shapes and sizes compared to my friends in high school where everyone was pretty much like very thin and, and tall. And, and so, um, and my friends were so confident, like my college friends, like regardless mm-hmm. of their size, they were like, we're so confident. We love ourselves. And I think that helped me realize like I can love myself at, mm-hmm. at any body type. Like I don't have to be, you know, extremely thin to feel good about my body. Like that's, that was like my beauty standards. Like what was my beauty standards changed once I was in college. And I remember specifically like my junior and senior year of college realizing like, wow, there are like different body types that are so, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that really helped build my self-confidence up Mm -hmm. too, um, is seeing my friends be so confident regardless of, um, their weight. Um, and then also my friends telling me I was beautiful, like, and they just made me feel so beautiful. And, and I think that's how I got my confidence up and how I, you know, just realized this vicious cycle I'm putting my body in is, is not worth it. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I, you know, what I just thought about is my, like having like crushes, and growing up and them not liking you back, I think was a big motivator for me to change the the things that I was doing. And it sucks to say that because it's, it shouldn't be about boys being the motivator to help me lose weight or to, to do that. But it was. And that's why like during college, my first year of college, I really lost a lot of weight. I Honestly, I wasn't eating that much, um, which is kind of annoying because it's like the the opposite end of the spectrum of what I was doing prior, which was binging. But um, it was very much motivated by, okay, I really want to like have a relationship. I want to, you know, be finally pursued by guys. And so when I start seeing results on my body, that's when I realized like, okay, I was getting a lot of male attention. And so for me, um, when I uh, started dating in college. I was in a three-year relationship and towards like, um, two years in, I think I started to feel really comfortable with him, like so comfortable to the point where I was reverting back to my old ways of like kind of binging. Um, and it wouldn't be like all of a sudden I would binge a lot. It would just be like gradual development of it. Like I would just start eating more and then a little bit more and then, you know, full on again. And so, um, that was really tough for me, but I really, it's so crazy how I depended on relationships to guide where I went with my physical body. Isn't that wild that that's yeah. like my, that was my mindset, you know? Like your self-confidence was based on male attention pretty much. A hundred percent. I just, yeah, I was kind of boy crazy. <laughs> it's just wild. Yeah, that's, but, mm-hmm. that's tough because like, yeah you know, I think that sort of like insecurity is, um, it's just really hard. Cause it, it mm-hmm. you know, I think it, it, I'm, I have felt it too, where it's like, okay, like the thinner I am, the more male attention I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to kind of like accept yourself at really like any weight. Yes. Um, because you just, look for validation from yeah. external sources instead of from within yourself. And it yeah. took me years to learn to love myself for sure. But um, Yeah. I think for me, I just I, – I remember feeling like that too. Like, wow, I get so much male attention when I'm like thinner. And, you know, obviously when I was gaining the weight that I had lost from restricting my calories mm-hmm. um, and also like purging um, – when I started gaining that bad, I remember like being like feeling like I wasn't getting asked out as much or like mm-hmm. getting hit yeah. on as much, but, um, it's tough. But I remember just mm-hmm. being like, you know what, like my friends are telling me I'm beautiful and like, you know, I really believe it. And I think, um, I just had to let it go that like the men don't matter, but it's really yeah. hard to do. It is because compliments from my friends and family really didn't mean a lot to me uh, as much as it would like um, a male attention type yeah. of thing, which is so crazy. But yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah. One of the questions we received is, Deep D, can you tell us about the significant weight loss before the show? So I think it's something that you actually mentioned on our season mm-hmm. that you lost like yeah. 80 pounds. 
Yes. Yes. Um, and again, this goes back to my relationship prior to Love is Blind. I was in a six-year relationship and it was extremely toxic. But again, like three, four years into this relationship, I felt so comfortable and I I realized like I was pretty secure is what I thought. And so I was, again, exhibiting those um, behaviors of binging and not really exercising and being in a stagnant state of mind. And so um, after that relationship ended, I found out that he cheated on me, basically my whole relationship. And so that really took a dagger to my heart. And I was like, I was focusing so much on the relationship and not on myself and mm. taking care of me. And so I realized I was like, I have to, I have to make a change again. And it's like, I, I think about it and I'm like, wait, I've done this before. I know I can do it again. It just, I have to put in the effort to be a better person to myself. And so that's when I really started working out again. I started, um, you know, eating right, controlling, controlling myself and, um, you know, but also allowing myself to enjoy life. And so, yeah, it took me about two and a half years, a little under two and a half years to lose it. And that's why I was in such a freaking amazing place when I, when I got onto Love is Blind. Yeah. I remember meeting you. Um, we, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I know you wrote it in your book, but mm -hmm. we were like the first people yeah. to meet each other pretty much. Like yes. you were the first person that I met before getting onto, um, on set for the love is blind experiment, like into those mm -hmm. pods. Um, but I remember like meeting you and being like, Oh my God, she's so like confident and cool. <laughs> and, and, um, Aww. yeah, you were so like confident going in there. You know, I, yeah, I definitely remember you were sitting right next to me on the plane too. It was so funny. And I remember thinking the same thing about you. I was just like, Oh, she's just like bubbly, confident person. But how was your confidence going into filming? Like, did it impact your experience in any way? Um, I feel like I was just, I was like confident in myself. I don't think mm -hmm. I ever like looked at myself negatively. Mm -hmm. um, I also had worked out a lot before um, the show. Like once we were casted, I was like, okay, I should probably lose like five pounds. And, and, mm -hmm. um, and I had done that and I was also had a personal trainer. And so I was in like pretty good shape. And so I think that just led to be me just being like more confident going in. Like I just mm -hmm. felt great. Like I felt strong, yeah. not thin, but I felt like strong and just like full yes. of energy. Um, and did it impact my filming experience in any way? Um, I would say it didn't. Mm -hmm. If anything, I felt more confident because Shane made me feel so good about myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like the way he viewed me made me even feel more confident. So um, I feel like I was kind of like, I was pretty good. Like I never, I don't think I ever looked at myself negatively during filming. Yeah. Well, my experience was the opposite <laughs> of yours. I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like... Um, you, I feel like you were very confident and I remember talking to you throughout filming and I felt like kind of like the light was going away a little bit. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Exactly I mean, what it was. how did it feel just having a fiance who wasn't attracted to you physically? Cause he never told you that up front. I think you just like felt it, right? Yeah. I felt it because he, we were so like into each other during reveal. But when I came out like in a bikini, he, I could sense his demeanor change. Um, I don't know. I, it was like the bullying came back all over again. You know, it was like, like what you experienced in high school. Yeah. And it was like, and it sucked because I thought I was in the best shape of my life, which is true. I was in the best shape of my life. And mentally I was so good. I was like, I love the way I look. I'm strong. I'm lifting weights. Like I feel so good. And for somebody to not see that in me was so, so tough. And I think that's what it was with him is like, I was like, I'm going to fight. I'm going to allow him to see my worth. And it was definitely so dumb because you, again, this is what I was, this is what I'm patterned to do is find external validation, especially from guys to make me feel confident or better. And I thought I had learned from that, which is why I think love is blind was such a test for me. It was like, have yeah. you learned these lessons, you know, that you've been through? 
I could tell you were trying to like prove yourself. I had heard that um, Shake wasn't attracted to you. Obviously, he told Shane, who told me, um, mm-hmm. and I, I just assumed that you knew. Um, and even though he hadn't outright told you at that point, mm-hmm. but then I also remember seeing you like make lunches for him for like work and like all you're always cleaning your apartment as if you were trying to like just prove yourself. And I remember Mm -hmm. being like, what is she doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what is she doing? And I was so happy when you kind of like woke up at the end and you're like, what am I doing? Right. Why am I trying to prove my worth to somebody who doesn't deserve to even see that side of me? Um, And you know what? I think we have to come back to also say like, I don't think we're upset with him for not finding me attractive or because I think everyone has their own cup of tea. Like, you know, everyone has their own, um, attractions, whatever. That That's not the part that bothered me. It was the way he was talking about me to others behind my back or in his personal interviews and things like that and would come home to me and try to be like this perfect, like fun person. And so that was the hardest part for me because he was like, oh my God, like I love all of these things about you, but just like the physical appearance or like the physical attractions not there. And so he kind of like made it seem like there's hope that he can get past it because you just think, oh, like, is that the thing that matters the most? And to him it did. But, you know, that's just something I wanted to clarify because people are like, oh, my God, why are you so offended that he's not physically attracted to you? And I'm like, I'm not. It's just the way he handled it that's upsetting because viewers yeah. didn't get a lot of the negative comments that he said behind my back. They never aired it. And so um, and, you know, candidly because I lost the 80 pounds, I have stretch marks on my body. I have a little bit of loose skin and that's normal. Um, but that's what deterred him from wanting to marry me. Yeah. Um, I know. I think that's really tough because even I couldn't even tell you the comments that I heard he told Shane and the other men. Um, and then we told you when the show came out, like Mm -hmm. the really, like, the really horrific comments that he made about you. And I think Mm -hmm. that like, it it just wasn't okay. And I can't, I couldn't imagine being in your situation because, Mm -hmm. you know, not only are you kind of like living through this, but everything is also on camera. Yeah. And you just, it's hard to know like how to react when it's like hitting you in your soul. I remember Mm -hmm. you and I talked about this, but like, it's hard not to act like the cool girl of just like, okay, he's not attracted to me that's fine. But obviously it's going to really, really hurt you, mm-hmm. especially the way he did. talked, to, uh, the, especially the way he talked about you. Yeah, no, it definitely hurt. And in the moment I was pretending that it didn't just to get through it. Um, and then I, I did have an empowering moment later and I was like, who gives a shit if he doesn't like it? Who gives a shit? And um, it did take me a lot of time to build that confidence back up, but I'm in like such a good place now. And, um, but it really was a big test for me to go through that experience because again, it's on television and it's like everyone like critiquing me on my body and what I looked like, which is something I hid from my entire life. And so it's just crazy how it comes full circle. And this is the test I've been put through, you know, it's just crazy. Well, you couldn't write this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I was going to say, especially body, you put so much work into, Mm -hmm. um, And you felt so confident in. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's tough when someone is like, I don't know, just critiquing that in the worst way on a public platform. Right. And I just didn't expect it from him because I, you know, I thought he was my best friend. So it's tough. And again, I want to say, please don't be sending hate to him again, because this happened two years ago. And, uh, you know, two years ago we filmed, a year ago it came out. So like we've both moved on from this. It's just we're sharing. I'm sharing my experience about it because it does relate to my self-confidence and my, and how I view my body. And in, in it's one of the most significant things that's happened in my life. So, yeah. Um, some other questions going straight back into the pods. Mm-hmm. But uh, did production decide what you could wear or not wear? No. Yeah, I we brought our I, own clothes. 
Yeah, we did our own makeup, brought our own clothes. <laughs> that was a tough thing, though, because I'm not going to lie. I'm not very good at, like, makeup and stuff. And camera makeup is so different than, like, just yes. everyday subtle makeup, right? And so it's just funny because I was like, oh, my God, I don't think I know how to do this. Because <laughs> you got cut some comments, too. Like, some people were like, oh, she has the wrong foundation color. But I was like, yeah. what do you want us to do? We are literally, like, normal <laughs> girls doing our own makeup yeah. for a TV show. Like, I was like, I don't know, yeah. like, give us a break. I exactly. remember someone even said to like, about how I did my eyeliner wrong and didn't accentuate my eyes. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, I'm literally like, what do you think I am a makeup artist? I remember saying like, oh, her dress doesn't fit well. And I was like, well, it was in my closet. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I had no time. Okay. <laughs> I was like, look, I just brought what I had. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because actually a lot of people were, were very kind in the way that they did it. They're like, I'm a makeup artist and I would love to do your makeup. You need to do this and this and this. And I love yeah. you. But And I was like, okay, come on in. Help me out. <laughs> Teach me some things. I know. I remember uh, people being like, so so critical like um of some of us like people would say like oh this is such an average looking cast like oh my god blah 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 like she dresses like in a weird way and i'm like what do you guys want you guys (laughs) asked for an average cast after season one and here we are like here we are like what do you want (laughs) yeah exactly well you know uh, as it relates to that did you find that you were comparing yourself to the other women on the show Yes, on day one. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember walking in there, and I've told you about this. Like, I don't do my makeup well. I don't dress, like, particularly that well. I wear very, like— I thought you looked beautiful, by the way. Thank you. But, you know, I dress, like, very pretty, like, conservative Mm -hmm. and, like, pretty Mm -hmm. just, like, normal, I would say. Like, I don't—I'm not particularly unique um, in the way I dress or in the way I look, too. But— um. I remember walking in and being like, wow, these women are gorgeous. And I, I remember looking at you deep D and thinking the same thing, just being like, oh my gosh, she's like so beautiful. And so I felt a little bit like, I wouldn't say insecure, but I was like, these, I remember thinking like, the, wow, these are like the women I'm essentially competing with for mm-hmm. like the love of my potential love of my life on the other side. Yeah. But then I remembered. <laughs> That the men can't see see us, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> you're right. You're not. You're like, oh, better. You, I hope you have a good personality and yeah. some good character. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, I forget that no one can see your really nice makeup to face. Yeah. Because some yeah. people were able to do their makeup so well, and I remember feeling like kind of envious. I mean, like, I wish I could do my makeup that way. Yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, it doesn't matter because like the men can't see them. Yes, exactly. But you're right. I also did compare myself a little bit and I was like, holy shit, there's so many beautiful women around here. And, um, but I remember though, also all the girls were very uplifting. I mean, most of the girls, (laughs) they were like, most of them were really uplifting and they're like, oh my God, you look good. And like, we were really like willing to be there for everyone and be like, oh my gosh, I love the way you did this. I love this outfit. I love your makeup. You look gorgeous. Like there was really good positive compliments throughout, yeah. which really helped, and I, I think. Yep. And then though sometimes the women would help each other get ready. So yeah. okay, so we weren't allowed to go in each other's hotel rooms. Um, but you know, sometimes it would happen like if um, you know, one girl needed help putting self-tanner on her back, like I would go over and like help, or she mm-hmm. needed help putting on fake lashes and you know, we would help each other. So it was, it was very much for the most part, a supportive cast minus Mm -hmm. a few women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. And next question from someone, did you feel like there was body type diversity on your cast? I think so. I think there was a lot of body diversity, especially coming from Chicago. It was so nice to see just like different ethnicities too, but also see that everyone was different shapes and sizes. And I I found that so amazing. I think there was some disappointment. I remember reading about it when our season came out um, where they were like, oh, like the more curvier girls always, you know, like they never make it to the main cast, which Mm -hmm. I completely actually like, I understand that feedback. I think the women who were curvier, um, they just didn't get engaged. Yeah, exactly. There's, their storylines just didn't play out. Um, but I think if they had, 
then they would have been chosen. Um, well, you know what's really funny is I remember that there was a comment of like, why aren't they getting engaged? Well, sometimes it's their choice. Like they're dating the men and they're like, I don't like no. any of them. So they yeah. decide to leave. I think people always think that they may be getting the short end of the stick. Um, but I think most of the time it was more so them kind of like gracefully stepping out because they yeah. didn't find a connection with anyone. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, like, um, the, the next question here is why were people allowed to talk about physical appearance in the pods? And I think this is an interesting one <laughs> because I never did. I didn't talk about my physical appearance whatsoever. I don't, I don't think you did either. I talked about, um, I talked about my ethnicity. I said that hmm. I was Korean, I think on day like five or six. Oh, I see, I didn't have now. to because I'm deep tea. So people oh. are like, oh, that's a little different. <laughs> I tried to keep it um, pretty quiet. Like I would still talk about how I'm like, you know, my parents are immigrants, but I wouldn't specify mm -hmm. like Korean immigrants or yeah. immigrants from Korea. Um, but I think it actually started because Shane asked for my last name and I said Lee. And then I think he was like, oh, are you like, are you Korean? And I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, so. Yeah. Dropping some hints. <laughs> yeah. But Go there ahead. were some other women who actually talked about their physical appearance. They were like, you know, I'm yes. blonde and I have big boobs and an ass. <laughs> like, I thought that was really annoying because as much as we don't want to admit it, when you start talking about your physical appearance, it does play a role. Yeah. And when, so when, you know, a woman says that she has big boobs and a butt and she's blonde and she, you know, considers herself pretty, like, yeah, you're like, oh. Because yeah. there were two women who did that, and they were actually very popular in the beginning because mm -hmm. they had kind of revealed what they looked like. Like one of the women said that she worked at a really popular um, club in Chicago, um, that with a club that's known for hiring like beautiful blonde women. And mm -hmm. so the men already were like, okay, so we know that she's like a beautiful blonde. And, yeah. uh, and so she, she obviously revealed that on purpose because she wanted the men to know what, um, she looked like. Yeah. Anyways, but in terms of why people are allowed to do it, um, I don't think production wants to stop conversations or put those guidelines because I still mm -hmm. think that when someone shares what they look like or has those sort of conversations, it says a lot about their personalities. Right. Like that they're kind um, of hiding behind their physical appearance or like how they think about themselves. And so mm -hmm. I don't think production wants to put that sort of control onto um, the conversations. No, they definitely didn't have much control. They never would have intervened. Uh, they usually don't um, during the dates and stuff. It's really a free reign. So yeah. Again, we can confirm it's not scripted, friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, those aren't scripted. Uh, yes. um, what was it like having your fiancé see you physically? Interesting question. That is a very interesting question. I think for me, at first, it was really good. Like, I actually still think that my reveal was one of the top three moments of my life, um, which is kind of fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. I it was like exhilarating. It was fun. I didn't know how I felt about my ex-fiance at first, but I was like, whoa, like I feel so much in all in like one little 20 minutes, you know? But um, I think obviously when he got to see me fully, it impacted him very much and in turn impacted me a lot. So it was, that was a really tough experience for me. <laughs> but how about you? How was it for you? Hopefully the opposite. <laughs> Oh man, I was, <laughs> uh, what was it like? I, I remember being really nervous. I remember thinking at that time, like, will he still want to be engaged to me after he sees me? That's, I think that's when I started to feel self-conscious about the way I looked. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. you know, it's weird of being like, cause you don't know if like physical attractiveness like changes the game. In my case, it 100%. didn't, but like for your case, it did, but it's such an unknown. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being really nervous. And I, I remember thinking like, based, the, based on my conversations with Shane, I think he thought I was going to be like really, really attractive. I remember telling him, I'm like, look, I'm like a five out of 10. I was like, keep your expectations <laughs> like Stop with low, your self okay? <laughs> no, I remember telling him that. And he goes, no, you're not. He goes, I know you're like a, a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. And I was like, fuck. 
I was like, I'm <laughs> You're like those let this man down. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna let this man down real hard. Oh um, so I remember being nervous. I it was weird. I know mm-hmm. you say it was like one of the top moments in your life. At the time, I felt like it was one of the best moments, but then looking back, it was so damn weird. It is really so weird. weird. And then it's crazy how like you internalize it and you think you think about what the other person thinks of you instead of being like, yeah. well, what do I think of myself? Like, in, or what, or being like, what about him? Like, what if I don't find him attractive? You never think about yes. that. You're always like, what if he doesn't like me? You know? Yeah. And it's like, we need to change the narrative in our heads about that. You I know. know? Yeah, I know. I, it, it's just weird. It's mm-hmm. like this out of body experience because you're, you, they seem familiar, but they're not. Their voices yes. are very familiar, but I, I, I do remember feeling very like self-conscious at that mm-hmm. moment of like my physical appearance and being very totally. preoccupied. Like, will he like how I look? I remember being really happy that he did. And that's kind of all that was on my mind. Um, yeah. Next question. What did it feel like seeing yourselves on TV? It was bad. You know, when you listen to yourself on a voicemail or like you listen to your voice back and it's like cringy. Like imagine that times 10 watching yourself on television. I was cringing the whole time. Like I would be so self-conscious and then I would be watching it with somebody or, you know, my friends would message me or my sisters and they'd be like, you look so good. And I'm like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like, are you lost? But I think we're just so self-critical of, of, of ourselves when we watch back. But how about for you? Um, yeah, I remember also being critical about certain scenes. Like when I was watching myself, it's very cringy watching yourself, by the way. Uh, I didn't realize how annoying my voice was. Like I, I speak in upspeak where all my sentences go like, like end in a question. (laughs) And I didn't realize I did that. (laughs) Now I have to go watch it again to see. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always like, I love him. And he, I love I will him. Spend the re- and I'm always like, I will spend the rest of my life with him. And I'm like, <laughs> do I mean it or am I questioning it? Like, what? I think you're just like trying to convince yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I speak in like what people call upspeak. Like, I've never I, heard I, that before. You probably hear it now. I'm sure I've done it a thousand times on this podcast. Yeah. Now I'm going to start listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, I Anyways. remember the same thing. I was like very critical. I'd be like, oh, my arm looks kind of big there. Or, mm-hmm. oh, this outfit I wore doesn't, it doesn't look good on my body. It made me very realistic of mm-hmm. how I viewed my body. Yeah, Like I would say my confidence went down a little bit of being like, I remember like comparing it to when I um, got into the Love is Blind experiment. I remember just feeling so great, like so fit. Like I mm-hmm. love the way my body looks. And then I watch it and you're, and then you get, you also see people's feedback, like people saying they're such an average cast. Like she has a weak chin. Like, um, does anyone think like Natalie's legs are really short? And you're just like, wait a minute. The hell? Okay. And then you become, start like viewing your body more realistically. And I think in turn that impacts your Mm self-confidence of, okay, maybe I'm not as like, maybe my body doesn't look as good as I thought it did type of thing. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. It it like highlights more insecurities and things that you never even thought of when other people highlight it. You're like, wait, I didn't even think about that. Um, And then you start to become more hyper aware of it. Yeah. And I think, that that's what the toughest part about seeing negative comments based on our physical appearance. For me, as soon as the show came out, I think there's so much love that came with my storyline and just how people rallied for me because they're like, this is so unacceptable that someone's talking about you like this on television. And so mostly all my comments were really positive, but there would be a lot, um, especially from Indian men, weirdly. Really? And they'd just be like, oh my God, like, of course, Shake didn't like you. You're like a cow, like, or you, you know, no wonder he didn't like you because your nose is so big or like stuff like that. Oh you know? my gosh. I know. And I'm like, bro, I only have one nose. I'm not going to do anything to it. So, so for all the people sending me things like you would look so much better if you just got a nose tweak, I'm not doing it. Like people, you oh know, but that's the stuff that is like hard to see. Um, but you have to really let it go because otherwise it's just going to tear you down. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The comments don't impact me. It's, which is weird. I, I think it's like, 
I don't know. Like I would read stuff when it's comments about like my physical appearance. I just don't care, but I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, I see what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I, they write it on like my Instagram, but mm-hmm. I think it just makes me more aware that people see, you know, something on my face or something on my body as a flaw. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to accept that it's right. Yeah, I think for me, like going through everything that I've been through in life with bullying about my appearance and especially the show, I'm so grateful for Love is Blind because it really taught me that the opinions of other people don't matter. It's really how we view ourselves. You know, all the confidence should come from within and not external validation. So I've really learned that, which is such a good place to be in. I'm just like, I don't care what you guys say or think anymore. Um, I mean, I do, but not the negative things. (laughs) Yeah. We did get a question like, what are some comments you've seen about your physical appearance and body? I know we just talked about it, but uh, for me, it was primarily like comments about me having a weak chin. I've seen a lot about like how uh, how I have a moon face. Um, those are the big two. I got a lot of Hunchback of Notre Dame gifs like because I have such a bad slouch but the funny thing is like people would try to like defend me and they'll they'd be like she just has scoliosis and I was like no I don't Uh, I don't have scoliosis no Um, diagnosing primarily those are the the comments that I received yeah what about my biggest ones my biggest ones were about my nose for sure they're like oh my god her nose is so big for her face um, broad shoulders. They're like, you're, you look like a quarterback with your shoulders so broad. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Shave it down? Like, <laughs> excuse me. There's just this, you're like, I don't know what to do. Um, and then recently about just gaining weight. Um, yeah. but yeah. And you know, I don't really care for the physical negative comments. I'm just like, whatever, try to attack yeah. my character. Then I'll be upset. <laughs> yeah. But. Because someone else asked like, how do we deal with the negative comments on our physical appearance. And Mm -hmm. I think I could probably talk for both of us, but we just unfortunately don't care. We see it, we know it, but, and now I'm aware of my weak chin and my huge slouch, though my mom's been telling me for years about that one, how I (laughs) slept so much. But Uh. it it sucks that people feel like they can just write that about us, especially Mm -hmm like DM us about it or write it as a comment on our profiles. I honestly just delete them now. I'm like, F off. Like I'm not letting you have this publicly on my page. Um, But I think that we've learned to just kind of not let it impact us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so crazy to me that people like, it's one thing to just like talk amongst your friend groups or with another person about, you know, a person that you see a character that you see on television, but to go to their profile and specifically make sure that they read it or that they know that that's what they're thinking and it's something so negative. I think that's where I draw the line and that's where I lose faith in humanity sometimes because I'm like, who raised you to think that this is okay to do? Like you're hiding behind a screen and you're projecting your insecurities onto us and we have to take the brunt of it. And it just, it frustrates me. Really does. Yeah. I think that's when I realized people don't really see us as human beings. I mean, mm-hmm. just this happened recently, but someone commented on one of our TikToks on Out of the Pods, like, get this moon face off my FYP. And I clicked on her profile and it's very like this woman's a doctor. She's like a surgeon and she has two kids. And I always do that to just be like, what type of people like leave these comments? And mm-hmm. I was like, imagine if I was like your daughter. Yes. You had like a stranger leave that sort of comment. And I don't know. So it comes from, I I guess what I was trying to say with that is it comes from everyone, but it's like crazy that it just, it like anyone does it. Right. And it's back to like, this woman could be like my surgeon one day. Like what? And she's like leaving these types of comments. It's like crazy. It's just insane to me. And it's like, it's also kind of wild that they think, that it's acceptable, even if you are a TV character. Like, I understand that you think of us not as real people, but like, that's why I think it's important that we do these podcasts and like we show yeah. up in different ways on our social media and talk about stuff like this because we need to normalize ourselves as like we're human and this stuff does impact us. I mean, thankfully, like, it doesn't have a huge impact on us, but imagine mm-hmm. if 
the impact it has on someone else who is like extremely self-conscious about the way they look. Mm -hmm. I thought this was like really sick when people would talk about Irina and Micah and point out like, I think that they're beautiful. I think that Irina and Micah are like truly, truly beautiful. And it's actually really sick the things that people would say about their physical appearance because Mm -hmm. of their edit on the show. I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you could maybe, you know, say like criticize their actions or whatever their behaviors, but holy shit, like what is wrong with you when you start pointing out like things about them physically that they can't change? Yeah. And also it's like, what kind of society we live in when we, we start criticizing like, I don't know, like women's looks, especially women who look beautiful and who are very much normal looking. Yes, exactly. I don't know. Sorry. I just got like really like, no, it's okay. I totally get it because they expect us to be like these beautiful models that they normally see or actresses. Um, but we're not. We're just regular people. And, you know, that we were picked to do a reality show. Like, it's I mean, just- it goes back to the point where, you know, after season one of Less Wind, I remember there was feedback of, we want like normal looking people. And then mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah. But this is why like, quote unquote, normal people don't do reality TV because it's these type of people that are open to so much criticism like us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the crazy comments I would get are just wild. And like, yeah. I was like, well, what do you want? Like you wanted a normal person. You wanted someone that like, you know, who just had a corporate job, who wasn't like, you know, who's not particularly unique in the way they look and not stick skinny. And like, here I come and you still have something to say. Yeah. So pick a lane. Pick a lane, <laughs> Babel. <laughs> so, um, and I also think that you are very unique looking and I think that you are very beautiful. And obviously you know that, but just to reiterate it here. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you're very beautiful. I think Thank all the you. women on our cast were very, very mm-hmm. beautiful. But I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. it's it's been it's been an mm-hmm. interesting journey. I know. It's crazy well, how like thick our skin has gotten mm-hmm. since doing this show, though. I yeah. feel like um, like really nothing can break me after, yes. after love is blind. I completely agree. After what we've been through with our exes, after what we've learned about each other and ourselves, like there's nothing that can really break us. And, you know, it's nice, but as you know, speaking about, um, confidence and how much like we've grown thick skins over it. How do you stay confident about your body and, you know, just yourself in general? Yeah. I think I'm constantly reminding myself like what I like about my body, what I like about my personality. Um, and I think that just helps me stay confident. I think I always also remind myself how lucky I am Mm -hmm. to just have this life. Um, just even having a podcast, um, having the friends and family that I do, um, all this stuff, like having opportunities come our way that we could have never imagined before. I think that's how I I stay confident in that, you know, um, just reminding me how lucky I am. Um, and again, like I said, like just always pointing out what I love about myself, but what about you? I, I love that you said that because it's true. It's when you focus on the positive things, I think more positivity comes your way. Um, I truly believe in that, like with law of attraction and all of that uh, stuff. But for me, it's definitely when my mindset and what I envision as um, good practices for myself, when I um, align that with my actions and behaviors, I think that's when I feel the most confident because I know that I'm doing everything for me properly. And yeah. Um, you know, doing all the practices that make me feel good about myself when I actually exhibit those behaviors, that's when I feel really confident. And also you're right, having a good um, support system by your side when you are feeling down and you can't, you know, feel good about yourself, you have those other people around you to uplift you. So I do love that also. Well, this was such a fun episode to just like talk about it because I don't think a lot Mm -hmm. of people um, do talk about body image, especially, um, as reality TV contestants who came off a popular, uh, reality dating show. Um, and I think we give it a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. We give it a different perspective because I feel like most people feel really confident maybe. And that's what I just assume. But like for us, it was like a different journey. 
we are yeah. confident now, but yeah. Um, but you know, this was um, a really fun episode. Yay. Do you want to close it out for us? Yes. Um, as always, you guys know, we love, love, love getting your questions and comments, especially like the episode today where, um, your co- questions have really dictated the entire episode, which was really cool. Um, so please continue sending all of that to our Instagram page at out of the pods. And make sure you leave a review and subscribe because you don't want to miss our future episodes. See you next Monday. Bye.